This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Whether you're cracking open a fresh can or slurping it through a straw, everyone knows that familiar sensation of sugary carbonated goodness crackling on the tongue. But what's truly the best way to enjoy an ice-cold cola? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we are discussing, what's better, canned or fountain soda? <laughs> Whoa, big, big hard-hitting topic. Yeah. This, to me, we're coming up on election season, right? Yes. To me, I think they should be asking this question at every presidential debate. I yeah. want to know Kamala Harris's take on canned soda. <laughs> that is a, everyone talked about, you know, back in the Bush days, like, I want a president I can enjoy a beer with. No, I want a president I can enjoy either a canned or... Or fountain soda with, depending on their preferences. Well, what's your preference? Ooh. What's your preference? Well, uh, you think I could be president? Of these I never United said States that. America, I have never said at that least before. <laughs> you cannot hold office in any capacity. I, no, I would be so terrible <laughs> yeah. on like a school board on anything. I would just my problem is I overpromise and then underdeliver. Anyone uh. who works at Mythical Entertainment can tell you that. <laughs> you know, I got these big grandiose ideas. None of them come to fruition. But that said, I like fountain soda. I am a huge fountain soda fan for many reasons, but one is a recent development in the fountain soda game. You asked me this, uh, what is it, 11 years ago? I may have a different answer for you, mm -hmm. but 2009, the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machines came oh, out. Oh, yeah. And full disclosure, I once did a sponsored post for Jack in the Box in congruence with Coca-Cola Freestyle. Uh -huh. That has not tainted my opinions at all. I am a huge fan. Coca-Cola Freestyle Machines, they're the fountain soda where you can add any combination of flavor syrup and soda, uh, adding up to over 164 different combinations in there. And to me alone, that makes it infinitely more customizable than cans. For many reasons we'll get into later, 
fountain soda is the way to go. Remember when I took those pictures of you at Jack in the Box? Oh, you yeah, said, I forgot. I paid you like. You tw- literally <laughs> said, hey, Nicole, you want to make $20? I'm like, yeah, I have nothing to do. And then you're like, you want to come to Jack in the Box with me? I'm like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. then you wore a Christmas, red Christmas sweater. Well, I was supposed to wear a red Christmas sweater, but I forgot that that was like in the thing. And yeah. so I just had a random cutoff sweatshirt that yeah. kind of looked vaguely Christmassy. Yeah. I got it at Goodwill for $4. I remember that very vividly. And I just took like 25 million pictures. You took of thirst you. trap photos you're of me. So it was sleeveless. It was a sleeveless sweatshirt. I like wore it to a rave and also the gym sometimes. <laughs> you're welcome. God, that was but, a fun day. But. But on the subject of fountain versus canned, I love canned sodas because I'm a woman who knows what she wants. (laughs) (laughs) You should be the official spokesperson for canned soda. Like if there's a female empowerment drive Mm -hmm. for, say, I don't know, Cactus Cooler. Oh, you know me so well. Yeah. Oh, God, I love love Cactus Cactus Cooler. Cooler. That is another thing, though, that we got to bring up because I'm a huge fountain soda fan and the Coca-Cola Freestyle. Okay, have you used Coca-Cola Freestyle machines? Of course I have, and they're so much fun. And I love the fact that I can get like Seagram's ginger ale with a hint of lime. Yeah. And then in the middle of it, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do a Fanta Berry. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you have? Do you have go-to's on that? No, I you don't because I'm a purist. Every time. Listen, I'm a purist when it comes to my sodas. I love a good Sprite. I love a good Coke. I love a good Perrier. <laughs> Did you so, know that I'm a Perrier girl? Why don't you drink more Perrier's in the I office? Drink so, I drink so many Perrier's Oh, you're the, the reason office. we're all out of Perrier's in the yes, office. Yes, me and that Lucas. Makes sense. Lucas and I. All right, so we talked about this a little bit with the Cookie podcast last week where I talked about how much uh, diversity of experience means to me and how I'm always chasing this high to find like the best combination of things. And so for me, Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine is literally like a kid in a candy store, so I keep trying them. But I've come down to a couple favorites. Diet Barks Root Beer with Vanilla. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> I, I only drink diet soda. That must that must factor into oh, the equation here. Oh, you do. Here. Yeah, I like never Aww, drink regular soda. I, that sucks. Ever since I was like a fourteen year old no and like way. lost a bunch of weight playing basketball, I've only drank diet soda since then. So the conversation is slightly tainted from that. From your weight loss journey. From my weight loss journey <laughs> as a fourteen year old portly teen, um, I used to drink a twenty ounce diet Pepsi from a bottle. Not even in this discussion, but we can get in the bottles we, later. We should talk about bottles. Every time we did conditioning in basketball, I would drink a 20-ounce Diet Pepsi before conditioning and then a 64-ounce Diet Pepsi after conditioning. Oh, my gosh. I don't, My body is just running purely on chemicals. I, I have a theory that I'm never going to die. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I hope <laughs> not. I really hope you don't. I hope I don't either. We're going to be doing this podcast for the next, I don't know, 200 years until, until the thermonuclear apocalypse happens. Apocalypse? Apocalypse. 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 <laughs> But anyways, I drink so many preservatives through Diet Pepsi over the years that I think I'm just going to kind of be a living mummy of sorts, just like a preserved head. Yeah? Maybe. <laughs> what was I talking about? Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine. So, they're cool. At- I've experienced them, and they're awesome. But it's like it's almost like Pandora's box. Like the options are just overwhelming. Yeah. It's like it's like whenever I would go to San Francisco on vacation and I would drive through the streets of San Francisco, I'd be like, whoa, there's too many restaurants in San Francisco. <laughs> like that's how I feel whenever I'm at the Coca-Cola Freestyle Zero machine. Like it's like, oh, my gosh, there's so many options. I can't handle it, and I just faint on the floor. I feel that. I feel it. And and there are certainly drawbacks to it. I also feel like half the time they are out of like almost every flavor syrup. Exactly. And they're just like, well, you can get vanilla in your mellow yellow or like (laughs) diet grape in your root beer. And that's all we got today. And I'm like, come on. Someone needs to maintain this. But how many places have those machines? Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. But they're also, do you know Pepsi came out with a competitor? No, I didn't. Which is kind of a metaphor for the Coke Pepsi debate. It's like, hey, do you hear Pepsi did this? And you're like, I certainly did not. Unless it's that, you know, Kendall Jenner solving America's racial hatred issue with a Pepsi or whatever <laughs> that, that deal was. What was going on with that? Society. Spawned a fantastic generation of memes. Yeah, good memes. But no, with, with cans, though, 
we have shared a love of cactus cooler. Deep it love. is if if no one knows what cactus cooler is, it is I believe a regional soda, right? Like it's, I think so. I don't know if it has like nationwide distribution. It's kind of like Mellow Yellow. How Mellow Yellow didn't come out to the West Coast until relatively recently, mm-hmm. thanks in part, in my opinion, to the Coca Cola Freestyle Machines. Mellow Yellow is better than Mountain Dew. I firmly believe that. But cactus cooler is an orange pineapple flavored soda that to me has that kind of vanillin pheromonic so taste good. to it. Yeah. And I grew up uh, <laughs> drinking that at college football tailgates mixed with vodka. We called it the college screwdriver. And so, like, things like that, you can only get those sodas in cans. And so I do respect that. You know, that, like, cans You can get can... it in bottles. No, you, you can get it in bottles. Yeah, get, you can get it in bottles. Like, certain vending machines and whatnot. Yeah. But as far as an actual soda delivery mechanism, there are differentiators between fountain and cans, right? Yeah. So, like, cans to me can get tainted by the heat. Really? Yeah. I feel like cans are more consistent than fountain machines because fountain machines have a lot of technical issues with it. Sometimes the fizzy the fizzy maker and fizzy make it. <laughs> the, the, the fizzy bubla. Oh, you know the fizzy bubla, the fizzy maker and the fizzy bubla. Sometimes the soda, the soda spurter ain't spurting. Sometimes, the you know, I feel like if I get a can of soda, I know what I'm drinking. I know what I'm getting every single time. Have you ever had an expired can of soda? No, because I love myself. Okay, I, I agree with that. But this is, so my grandma, right, God bless her, uh, God bless she her. moved out of her, she was in this like big retirement community and they had mm-hmm. a big old apartment. Shout out to Leisure World in Laguna Woods, California, <laughs> lovely place. Um, but she was moving out and me and my brother were cleaning out her pantry and we found straight up like, cans of you know pickled beets that actually expired like 25 years ago but they'll you know, stay forever those yeah they're pickled for yeah, a yeah, reason yeah, like yeah. botulism you know Lord, whatever if, if granny wants to eat those canned beets she's gonna eat those canned beets she's lived like 97 years on this earth she deserves the damn canned beets knock on wood but every time we come over she'll have like a caffeine free um diet coke that the she'll gold, offer the gold cans, the gold cans that gold no one cans. under the age of 70 has ever bought i know all about those gold cans. the gold cans they sells them at costco but every single time she will like invite us over and then she'll be like, oh, have a, Josh, Josh, have a cola. Because that's how my grandma sounds. She's adorable. Um, but I remember cracking it open and drinking it and it just tasted like pure like fermented salty seltzer water. And then I looked at it and of course it expired in like 2005. But I have that taste memory locked up and that has happened three or four times to me where oh, I will wow. taste a canned soda and then I'll look at it and just be like, something's off. And sure enough, it'll be expired. So cans do have a shelf life on them. I see what you're saying about the consistency. So do fountain issue. machines, though. If you don't, if you don't, certainly, if you don't have upkeep with your fountain drink machine, you're in trouble. You're gonna have and a lot gunk. of places don't. You're gonna have gunk. You got the gunk. You're gonna have scum. You're gonna have what is gingivitis? Gunk. <laughs> you're gonna have gingivitis. On Nausea, your upset stomach, heartburn, <laughs> diarrhea. You're gonna have all of that. No, I know what you're saying though. With the fountain sodas, a lot of people say. I never used to buy into this hype when people would say, like, oh, McDonald's has the best fountain soda. And there's all the memes about McDonald's Sprite, like, cutting up your tongue. Yeah, it's spicy. (laughs) McDonald's Sprite is spicy. And I think there's actually a reason for McDonald's Sprite being spicy. Apparently, so Coca-Cola, when they give certain restaurants these machines, they have guidelines on the ratio of syrup to carbonation that they're supposed to do. And I think it's typically a 5 to 1 carbonated water to syrup um, solution. But... You can tinker with that. McDonald's says they don't tinker with the ratios, but what they do, one, they use filtered water to keep everything more consistent. Great. Uh, so by region, it doesn't change based on the tap. 
But then two, they chill their syrups, which to me, that is what is keeping it, (laughs) their Sprite as spicy as it is. Interesting. Because if you've ever like poured carbonated soda into anything warm, it fizzes like crazy. And anytime you see that fizz happening, that's carbonation leaving the system. Yeah. By chilling the syrup, they're keeping it extra spicy and extra crackling on your tongue. Wow. Right? How interesting. And so for me, it's like these little like scientific marvels that can cause fountain soda to be the best but i agree with you that it can also go poorly have you ever gone to a fast food restaurant and gotten a fountain soda and you know the syrup's low but you like really wanted a a dr pepper yes that is one of the few times in life that i will complain to like a manager (laughs) not even complain just be like hey the syrup needs to be changed no you know what it is you know what it is you don't really grind my (laughs) fountain soda what grinds your fountain soda okay you know whenever i'm trying to get a free soda by just asking for a water cup no you do that (laughs) of course josh that's a crime josh i am a dangerous woman. That, <laughs> I am femme fatale. <laughs> I will steal your Dr. Pepper. I live dangerously. But you know how like you go and like, <laughs> let me finish. And you know what really pisses me off in the fountain soda whenever I'm just trying to steal a soda? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're treating that as if it's your God-given right. Yeah. What do you mean? It's a multi-billion dollar corporation. If I want a high C, I'm going to get a high C. You're stealing from McDonald's, but you're not stealing from like a mom and pop shop. No, of course. Yeah, I would okay. never oh, do that. Know. I would never do that. If there was a mom pop soda shop, chances are I'm getting something from like the fridge because they have yeah, a yeah. fridge. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> the water is always with the lemonade <laughs> or the juice, yes. and nothing pisses me off more when I just want a cup of water <laughs> or a sprite, <laughs> and I push the button, and then it's like that, like milky, yellowy, reddish yeah. color that is like flavored water. I hate that about fountain drink machines. I hate that. That is one. You get cross contamination. Yeah, in the fountain. it's all coming out of the same it. spigot. Yeah, I don't change your spigots. Clean your spigots. Sp- speaking of of spigotry, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Coca Cola freestyle machine. Okay, so it was. Why are hold you on. so obsessed I'm with so, this machine? I'm obsessed with this because it, to me, it's like the most innovative. <laughs> Drink technology. You know what's innovative? <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. You know These innovative? are what I. This is the spice of life. You know what's innovative? Putting what's something fizzy in a can. I, I I don't disagree that that it's not innovative. Hey, what, do you ever drink tab? No. You ain't the never pink... drank no tab. Josh, who drinks tab? Speaking, okay, <laughs> another point for canned sodas is the fact that I love obscure sodas, especially yeah, old like ones. It. So tab was like the original diet cola that came out. It was a Diet Cola that came out before they had the technology to make Diet Colas not just taste like complete poison. Like now it's only half poison flavor. Okay. You know, which is good. But Tab is just like this weird sour kind of poison. And it's pink because, of course, it was like the 70s or 80s and they were marketing it to women. It was like the Virginia Slim cigarettes oh, of yeah, the soda sure. world. Oh, yeah, sure. I know about it. I just never cracked one open. Because... Dude, we got to we gotta go down to the pavilions and Are get us a 12-pack of Tab because Are... they still sell them in cans. They still exist? Oh, they sure do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Also, Ugh. other sodas that you can only get in cans. Peach Fresh. Peach Fresca, fire. (laughs) (laughs) I am the world's biggest Fresca supporter. Another OG diet soda that gets disrespected. Did you know that in soda fountains, uh, some of them contain fecal bacteria? Studies studies have shown? If you think that there is not fecal bacteria in every single inch of our kitchen, (laughs) you're playing yourself. Nicole, there's poo everywhere. That's another thing. Are you pooping talking about again? Okay, so someone, someone, there was once like a fifth grader or something. He was a child. I don't know. But he did (laughs) some some anonymous child. He did a science experiment for his class where he measured the bacterial contamination levels at a Taco Bell ice machine and toilet. Wow. And found that there was like 30 times more fecal bacteria in the ice than there was in the toilet water. And I was like, Ugh. but I how just much, shuddered. I, I will ask you a question, Nicole, you and the rest of the listeners out there. 
how much fecal bacteria is too much to consume? I Just don't what if know. It's one, if it was someone would say the like a little seat, bit, maybe. Yeah, but what if they're both very low numbers? What I'm saying is we don't have the information <sighs> to really suss that out yet. What? I'm just like, you know, okay, so if you're, I, I eat in the bathroom a lot. You <laughs> Why? Know, I, well, I, every single day before senior year of high school, I would enjoy a bowl of Special K red berries mixed with protein powder sitting on the toilet. And to me, there's nothing wrong with that because it's like a closed loop system, you know, food in, food out. You're being efficient about it. But everyone's like, there's poo air in a bathroom. That seems bad. <laughs> and like, I don't disagree, but I, I just, I don't know. I, to me, it's like if there's not a physical... <laughs> Chunks of poo. I'm laughing at poo air because yeah, it's, poo a air. Poo it's a type of tea. <laughs> <laughs> poo air. I was, you know, there's poo air tea floating around everywhere. What I was talking about with the Coca-Cola freestyle machine, right? So you got like 165 different soda components. It was designed by Italian automotive design firm Pininfarina, who was responsible for designing every single model of Ferrari except for two dating back to like 1973. They used micro-dispensing pure pour technology, both of which were originally designed to dispense proper dosage of pharmaceuticals. They also used radio frequency identification to track flavor concentrate levels. So we've discussed there's consistency issues with soda fountains, however. But they're, they're Italian sexy, sexy sports car makers, Nicole, who they're are dorks. trying to solve this. They understand that fountain soda is the best because, one, you can get it in giant quantities. I always get the large fountain soda, and then I fill it all the way up to the top with ice, and then I let all of the soda trickle down the ice, and then I drink it without a straw, and I chug it down, and then refill it nine or ten Wait. times. Why no straw? So this is a bit of a What's story. What's wrong with a straw? There's nothing wrong with a Do straw. Do you just drink People, like lip it? You just lip I it? I lip it, yeah. I like Aww. to let the ice press up against my lips and teeth and then oh. I go and I, I suck the that. soda through that. Oh my gosh, I Do, hate that. You're feeling. getting the coldest soda possible. I'm a straw girl. But no, I, I don't drink sodas out of a straw because I often talk about um, the, the deleterious effects of toxic masculinity on the male psyche on this show. Or maybe not often, but it comes up a lot. I was told when I was eight years old that drinking through a straw makes you gay. Because, of course, back then there I'm was the... I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's like 80% of childhood as a young male in the 90s was like trying to avoid being called gay. Because that yeah. was just a thing. Like it was so bad that Hillary Duff had to come out with a PSA commercial. Did you ever see this? Of course I did. Where yeah. she's like at a mall or something and someone goes like, don't buy that top. That's gay. And Hillary Duff comes out and goes like, hey, you don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I That's know. That's not cool. What a great ad. It's a great ad, honestly. And it's something that I'm like very glad that as a culture we've moved away from, Agreed. you know, at least, you know, a, a certain degree. It's fantastic. But anyways, I'm eight years old and I'm like, I don't uh, even know what being gay is. Yeah. But all I know is you're saying this in a bad tone of voice, meaning that I shouldn't do this. And so it's the same with like black coffee. Like sugar and coffee are gay. Aww. No. Yeah, that was like 100%. You should do whatever you want. What? Oh, I fully agree now. Do you of course. Well, can we get you to start using straws now? But, but your patterns are so set. I can. I should like try and wean myself off yeah. of that toxic you know, commentary I agree. as a child and try using straws again because maybe yeah. I'm missing out on a lot. But I've gotten so accustomed to drinking without a straw that I seem to enjoy it more now. Same as black coffee. Well, there you go. Well, I think you should do whatever you want. And if you want to drink a straw with your soda... That does not define your sexuality. That does, and and either, even if it does, then it's okay. <laughs> what are we you, talking about? You know what? I think we're both losers in this debate because there is no better soda than bottled soda. 
Have you ever had a bottled soda, sir? The class. <laughs> I ever had a bottle? Um, okay. You're crazy. Wait, soda wait, out wait. of a bottle, they can do that now? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Technology, better than Ferrari. Um, They do they do uh, glass bottles and they do uh, uh, paraffin, uh, plastic. The, the old uh, paraffin wax, you know, when you're sending a, when you're <laughs> no, a civil no, no. war field general and you're sending a letter to your sweetheart. I to say plastic. And you seal Why it with paraffin wax. Paraffin. Gosh, what's wrong with me? I think I was thinking of polyurethane. But yeah, I just said paraffin. Sense. But yeah. I love bottled soda more than both of our sodas. Why did we do canned versus found? I don't Why know. Why did you have done bottled? Someone <laughs> just wrote it down and we're like, yeah, yeah we okay. can talk about that. No, I think bottled soda is better than all of the sodas we've said, all of the delivery mechanisms. Why come? Why come is that? Um, I like glass bottled because it's cold and it's reminiscent of a time in which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when I well, drink a glass of soda, I feel like I'm at a sock hop. <laughs> You're in a sock hop with your best sweetheart. <laughs> We're going steady. You're not going to work. You're going to stay home with the kids. Yeah, great. Can't I'm going to work as a janitor, and we're still going to afford a four-bedroom house. <laughs> um, no, I glass bottles have had a huge resurgence in especially the hipster restaurant realm recently. Because somehow when everyone found out that Mexican Coke sold in the glass bottles is made with real cane sugar, it became this like very kind of gentrified phenomenon. Sure. Where you get, you know, some food truck that's selling, I don't know, a Belgian fusion oh. cuisine. And they're like, we have Haritos and Mexican Coke for $5 a bottle. That's been a thing. And it's kind of like just annoyed me enough where I don't mm -hmm. want to buy it from them. And those seem to be the places that actually sell it. I do enjoy favorite uh, La Ramadita in North Hollywood. You get an extra spicy torta ahogada, and then you get the Mexican Coke with it in the glass bottle. There's something about that fiery chile de arbol just getting quenched with this ice-cold glass oh, yeah. in Mexican Coke. Big time. I totally love that. But to me, there are actual advantages to a can versus a bottle. Tell us what it is. In a way, I, I don't know if I necessarily enjoy it, but I think the science behind it makes sense. So it's the airflow coming out of the, the can. Top. There's, you know, the little like, like the way you can kind of suck down yeah. a can of like soda this, like that. Like this, like this. What what you're drinking <laughs> is a whole nother thing. That's oh. a can of, no one can see this on account of this is a whatever internet radio. Nicole's drinking a liquid death water that comes in a can. And I got stuff to say about that. As well, because I didn't think I enjoyed cans as much as I did until we had liquid death water. It's good water. It is. Someone once described it, speaking of toxic masculinity, as uh, if toxic masculinity were drinkable. This is very aggressively branded can with like, yeah, it's got like a skull on it, right? Oh, my God. Nicole spilled <laughs> liquid death on her laptop. Let's talk about liquid death of your company issued oh, MacBook. man. But <laughs> the point is, it, it's this very, it's like if Ed Hardy made a can of water, but somehow like I almost never drink Plain water. I'm constantly drinking Diet Dr. Pepper and Diet Red Bulls. Nicole, is your computer okay? I need a towel. <laughs> Help! <laughs> towel! <laughs> wait, wait, take my headband. <laughs> no. It's I'm not using It's your... dirty, but take oh it. Oh, my god. Use my headband to sop up the water in your laptop. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm going to drink from my can of Diet Red Bull. <laughs> this is so sorry. Ryan, where oh, are Oh, this you? is so us. Ryan, This is so us. You? Take your headband. <laughs> I'm never drinking a liquid ever again. I'm just gonna consume solids until the day I die. Um, what were we talking about? Water? Liquid death is a whole nother situation. <laughs> it has been described. Where's my headband? I want it back. <laughs> Give it. I don't feel right without it. Did you actually use it to soak up the water? Yes. Now I'm just putting a wet headband Doesn't back it feel on. feel cooling though on your scalp. Oh god, it's so nice. Yeah, honestly. you're welcome. What I was talking about with the liquid death water. I almost never drink plain water because I'm always drinking. 
something more flavorful. Plain water tastes like sand. I will I always love plain water. Plain water is gross. They put it in toilets. Why would you uh, put it in your body? You're talking about fecal bacteria. You're drinking the same stuff they put what? in toilets. You know what? Anybody- they it ain't even got that. electrolytes in it. It's <laughs> not even. I was going to say, that sounds like something out of Idiocracy, sir. <laughs> I was directly quoting yes, Idiocracy. Yes, you, yes, you uh, Go away, Baton is to me one of the greatest lines in movie history. Shout out Dak Shepard, actor of a generation. <laughs> but what I'm talking about, liquid death. I almost never drink plain water, except if it's liquid death, because I will go to the office fridge and I'll open it. And we are a canned carbonated beverage company. We have Big time. LaCroix, Red Bull, Diet Red Bull, Coke, Diet Coke. Sometimes we'll get a ginger ale in there. When we got Diet ginger ale, that was huge when for the kitchen. Get, oh, my God. That was a huge, what a moment. Freaking jackals. We're all like running to the Yeah, fridge. we're hoarding the Diet ginger ale. But Crazy. liquid death water, occasionally I will choose it. Over a canned soda beverage, which is which I would never do with a bottle. Yeah. So to me, there must be some psychological implication that like I do enjoy cans more than I think. You know, when I really think about it, I think maybe my life is just oversaturated with cans by the amount of uh, I would call them millennial offices that I've worked (sighs) in that have free beverages. Probably. You know, because I've worked in a non-millennial office. Nicole, it ain't like this. What's it like? It was okay. One, it was like yellow lighting everywhere, Ooh, cubicles. They had that kind it. of yeah. Oh, it was absolutely depressing. We won't name the company. Let's call it like a a magazine in Los Angeles, um, like Los Angeles Magazine or something. Uh, but no, it was a great place to work. But it was like you know in a typical office building that were hadn't been like, renovated. Like were the cubicles fuzzy? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that like the fuzzy. Yeah, I'm throwing up. Uh, yeah, that, like, and, gives, uh, oh, it was that. wild. Working in a cubicle was like a crazy experience for me. That's gross. But anyways, like no free drinks anywhere. Like they had like a donation cup for coffee if you poured yourself a cup of coffee you'd like put a dollar in the thing what yeah dude this is it and also they had a vending machine where for 65 cents only exact change you could get a diet coke this must be a very revealing conversation for a lot of people because a lot of people are probably like yeah this is a normal job but then when you're working in a creative industry you work at all these like you know studios or whatever that their perk is like we have a giant fridge full of LaCroix and Diet Coke. And you're like, cool. Oh, my gosh. This is, like, next level. I never knew that was, yeah. like, like a vending machine in the office. Oh, straight up. Yeah, that, like, wouldn't oh. get restocked. And so everyone oh. buys the Diet Cokes immediately. And then you're just like, God, do I drink a normal Coke right now? So I think my life has been so saturated with cans of soda from, like, working in offices mm-hmm. and also being a person who needs to consume constantly mm-hmm. just anything. I just need to put things in my body. Yeah. Someone asked me what one word that sums up my personality is, and I just said consumptive. <laughs> Unsatiable. 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 Yeah. And so maybe I'm I'm being bogged down by that. And for me, the soda fountain feels like a treat. You know, like I'm going to a restaurant. I'm going to the movies. This is special. Okay. Whereas a can for me is utility. Really? I think I like it more because it's more utility. I like a can because it's more useful. And you can like, you can take the little top of a can and you can like say like A, B, C, D until like you meet your soulmate. You ever did that? Did you meet your soulmate? Uh, yeah, but it that has nothing to do with the can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, it's like a game. Do where you believe you play, in soulmates? Of course I do. I have multiple soulmates. That I don't have just one. But I then, what's your part. concept of a soulmate? Someone who's a mate of your soul. But like, like you can have multiple soulmates, and like, sure you can. If you like move to a different region, do you think you? Because my theory is that like. I like the idea of a soulmate that you can colloquialize this idea that there is one person out there who's more compatible with you. I think you can kind of break it all down to compatibility ratings. Yeah, I don't think there's one person that's like more or less compatible. I think I have different soulmates because there's different uh, parts of my uh, personality that certain people adhere to and make better. That makes sense. Yeah. Can sodas. Yes. The mouth on a can soda that you can slurp out of. There are features of that that actually make the soda taste more like soda and that's because you're juxtaposing airflow against it when yeah. you drink it which is maybe a reason that I like to sip 
other than the whole uh, homophobic, toxic masculinity garbage that I and a lot of people seem to have grown up with in the 90s, uh, you know, an advantage to actually drinking the soda without a straw is because you're getting airflow into it, so you're actually tasting it more. But I like that we kind of took this talk in a different way of just thinking what emotionally a canned soda and a fountain soda means to us. Mm-hmm. Because I think you can get bogged down in the science. You can talk about the polyurethane coating on cans and bottles and all that and, like, the ergonometric shape of things when you clutch them all you want. But this comes down to just, like, your own experiences and what has led you to kind of equate these things together. I think think you live your life in a very, uh, this is a treat, this is a treat, this is a treat way. Yes. And I think I'm more of a person who, like, appreciates the the, uh, utility and uh, ergonomic way something (laughs) makes my life more efficient. I am a completely a treat-based person. You are. I'm like a seal. You're like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. Like a puppy. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. To take that treat. Yeah. Very easy to manipulate. No. No. Yeah. You've never <laughs> done that. You oh. no. You're not easy to manipulate. What I'm going to say is that fountain drinks are great. Not as great as a soda. No offense. Because canned sodas have this sort of utilitarian exactly. appeal to you. Something yeah. that you drink every single day and you're grateful for this everyday appeal that you have. I mean, I don't drink soda every day, but like, you know, when I want a soda and it's there, easy peasy lemon squeezy, there's no syrup machine is out. There's no, the ice machine isn't working. It's none of that. It's just easy. You get a can, you drink it. <sighs> As someone who is constantly chasing the dragon, like I'm always, Nicole, I'm out there. I'm looking for my soulmate. You know, I, I'm, I'm actively searching the greater Los Angeles area. No, I've, I've found my soulmate. I love her death. She's great. Um, <laughs> I'm searching for my soul soda. You know, I want that perfect combination of diet grape syrup and diet mellow yellow syrup combining with this Italian Ferrari engine design radio frequency distribution, blah, 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 to come together perfectly over a large mountain of ice chugged while watching the previews for some god-awful movie that I'm watching at the Regal Cinemas, and then I can refill it before I go back in. To me, that is the ultimate treat, and I want to chase down that ultimate treat soda. God, I'm all jacked up. I'm thirsty. You know what's weird? You had this machine at your disposal, but you still haven't found your perfect soul soda yet? And maybe I never will. Maybe and maybe that's will. not the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, you know, we're all just in this crazy life trying to find some soda that makes us whole. Cactus cooler. Oh, God, I want a cactus cooler right now. Cheese and rice. Do they sell them at the gas station down the street? I think so. We should go. I'm going to get a cactus cooler. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, bottles are better. Yeah. Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Let's find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. In my notes of the script, I wrote blah, 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 blah <laughs> in all caps and highlighted green. And that is a very accurate representation right. of what this podcast is. That sounds is. about right. You want to take it off? You want to you wanna... <laughs> you wanna take, take, take it off? <laughs> you want to take it off? You want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Okay, at Wowie10, hard seltzer is not alcohol. <laughs> it's carbonated alcohol essence. Uh, you tell that to me on the beach nine hard seltzers deep, <laughs> harassing children to let me play volleyball with them. You tell me then it's just alcohol essence because... Oh, my gosh. I believe that you do that. No, let me play with you kids. I'm, I swear I'm, I'm not as good as I look. And then you just cream them. <laughs> yeah. So mean. No, you know what I love? Spike ball. I am Spikeball. It's the sport that's going to sweep the nation in 2021. Invest all your money in Spikeball nets. 
all I want to do is go to the beach and play spike. Yeah, ball my now. friend tried to make a sport happen in the United States. I think she's still trying. It's what really, sport? I don't know. We'll talk about it later. What? Uh, hard seltzer is delicious. I, I love hard seltzer. I also really enjoy hard kombucha. Oh, yeah. Hard seltzer and hard kombucha. I think it's really funny because speaking of toxic masculinity, it keeps rearing its head. Like, you know, you're taught that Mike's hard lemonades are girly and that a real man drinks Miller Lite. Like, that's an idea you you, you grew up with. You know, we're like 16 sneaking our first beers and we're like, mm, this tastes really good. Now everyone is finally realizing like, yo, this this stuff just tastes like pee-pee water. You know, <laughs> like, like, we, like hard seltzer is absolutely... Delicious. Me and like all my college buddies, we, you know, a couple of months, not a couple months ago now, Jesus, like a year ago, time passes weirdly these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we're all like pre-gaming for a party and we got a couple 30 racks of light beer and then, you know, two 12 packs of White Claw just in case. 24 White Claws were drank before the first light beer was drank. There you go. And then we just went out and bought more White yep. Claws. Yep. You know, if you're going like drink by drink, if you're trying to drink a 4% alcohol something, Hard seltzer, man, it's delicious. I I wasn't a believer at first, and now I fully am. Yeah, I had six white claws this this weekend. They're just so easy to drink. In like in like four hours, it was great. Oh, hard boots is great. Also, I do love beer. Just you know, like if you're drinking to drink. Osman Alonzo says Latino food is ultra is ultra underrated. Not talking Mexican, talking Latin America. I think that's correct, but because I live in L.A., there's such a saturated market of Mexican food, which I'm not complaining about. I love Mexican food. It's wonderful. It's diverse. It's delicious. It's fantastic. I've recently realized that there's a lot of Argentinian food popping up and a lot of Peruvian food popping up, which is wonderful because those flavors are so unique and so fantastic that more people need to try them. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, uh, Like Salvadoran food. Is also huge oh, in LA. Huge, it's a yeah. huge Salvadoran population, huge population, and I love me some pupusas. Oh, I love what is that beef and ra- radish salad that I really like. Ugh, I don't, I don't know what it's called. Oh, I can't remember. But like even like like pan con pollo, like Salvadoran food is absolutely dope. So good. Um, yeah, we were just talking about this. So there's a lot of misconceptions that like all food from Latin America is spicy. Absolutely. So then you not. go to like Argentina, like Brazil certainly has its peppers, but like you know it, it's not chili pepper based. There's wide diversity of cuisines, but like. I ain't never had Bolivian food. I ain't never had Ecuadorian food. That'd be really cool. Uruguay. Uruguay has this sandwich called a chivito, I believe. Okay. That's like a goat sandwich that looks absolutely incredible. And I would like love to try all these foods. So I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, I would love to see more diverse South American food representation. I agree. If you find one that you like, that's just randomly in your Yelp, go eat there. Like do yourself a do yourself a favor. Peruvian chili pepper culture, dope. Aji amarillo, ricotto peppers. Oh, my Ugh. God. Aji amarillo. I literally dip my chicken nuggets in aji amarillo. Dude, there's a new, uh, the shout out to Pablito's Tacos in Burbank, uh, ultimate Peruvian Mexican fusion taco spot. But they just opened this uh, Nikkei style sushi restaurant. Okay. Downtown. So Nikkei apparently is like a Peruvian term referring to just like the general dispersion of Japanese culture throughout yeah. Peru. Because there are a lot of. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, and so they're doing this like kind of Peruvian Japanese Nikkei style spot awesome. that I really want to go to. Cool, we'll go. But yeah, you absolutely right, Osman. At Julia G. Rockwell, the best way to dress up boxed mac and cheese is with ranch dressing and sweet barbecue sauce. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Ranch and barbecue sauce on mac and cheese is a combination of old time. That's like a slice of American cheese on apple pie. I like mine with a little buffalo sauce. 
Yeah, that's the safe bet. You get, you know, the nice spice playing off the cheese, but no, no, no. Give me the mayonnaise and the sugar sauce. (laughs) That's what I want. Mayonnaise sauce and sugar sauce. (laughs) We recently uh, had a glut of Jack in the Box curly fries left over. Oh, that was great. And Nicole just squirted ranch Mm -hmm. on one side of just like a paper bag and ketchup on the other side. And then we kind of gradually mixed them together to create cranch with the fries. Yeah, it was a beautiful uh, salmon pink. Oh, lovely. Millennial pink. Lira Kuhn, one, two, three. Chicken nuggets are best dipped in ketchup and vinegar. Nope. Ahiyamario just said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ketchup and vinegar is also just called ketchup. You're just making a more and vinegary ketchup. Yeah, you make vi- exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of like an Australian tomato sauce. Tomato sauce? Uh, tomato sauce? Remember when we talked about tomato sauce? Yeah, the sausage roll, the tomato sauce. Do you see how good my my Australian accent has yeah, it's gotten? It's getting pretty good, the mate. M- the more I do it, the, 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 better, the, more, the more I do it. <laughs> the better I get. <laughs> The best chicken nugget dip. I, man, honey mussy. Honey mussy, yeah. McDonald's honey mustard honey on chicken mussy. nuggets. I was going to say barbecue, but it's almost a little too robust. I want the yeah. chicken to shine. Ranch is better with chicken tenders than the processed nugget. 100%. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we get each other. Yeah, like even like dipping chicken nuggets in buffalo sauce does not feel right to me. Yeah, I don't like doing that either. Too much. Gotta I get... do that with, with uh, chicken strips. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. H- honey mussy. Honey mussy is the way to 100%. go. 100%. All right, at Charlie Carey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pickles are gross. Mayo is overrated. Wrong and wrong. You're Shots gross and overrated. Fired. Pickle, pickles are like literally important in the evolutionary history of humans becoming a yeah, species. I agree. Yeah, like you, you get, it's just a way to get like fermented foods are a way to get probiotics in your diet. Yeah, it's a way to preserve vegetables and nutrients for a long amount of time. And, yeah. and they're just freaking delicious. Yeah, it, like you should eat something fermented almost every day. I think yeah. it's important because not it's probiotic, it's delicious, it helps you poop, yeah. it's good for you. I eat about a cup and a half of Greek yogurt every day. Yeah, you need to, I take a probiotic every morning. It has 30 uh, raw probiotics in it. It's really, really good. And if you can't do that, just eat a pickle because the fermentation is good for your soul. So I need you to eat a pickle once in a while. It doesn't even need to be a pickled cucumber. It can be a pickled radish. It can be kimchi. It can be anything. Just don't be a baby. Also, mayo is great. You're just a hater. Yeah, did I ever tell you about the time I was at the farmer's market and someone was making a beet kvass? Yes, and you had so much probiotic. <laughs> you're like, this has six million, and you're like, oh, six that's... million probiotics in it. That's too many, man. You could have told me it was eight probiotics, and I would have been like, that's, that's a lot, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Anything more than two seems like a lot of probiotics for me. Six million? Get the heck out of here. Rocket P2 says, tomatoes only taste good cooked. Okay, I used to be the same way as you. <gasps> and then- Did. And then I I took a tomato and I dumped a bunch of salt on it, like a bunch. And then I ate it and it was really good. So you need to try raw tomatoes with a little bit of salt on them. If you want, let the moisture even kind of drip out of them and just have your tomato with a little bit of salt and it will change the way you eat tomatoes. Uh, bad tomatoes only taste good cooked. Great tomatoes... Not even great tomatoes, just like a normal tomato that has been like ripened. Yeah. I used to think I didn't like tomatoes because I had only eaten them inside of a Whopper sandwich. Oh my gosh. Ew. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. Those are when bad I... tomatoes. Yeah, those are bad tomatoes. So yeah, you just got to get a good tomato. But you know, a lot of people have issues with the texture and seeds and all that. At AJ Averbeck, sugary cereals are way overrated. True. I, I, yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I never thought would happen as an adult. Because so many people, so many adults I would hear as I was a kid, they're just like, I lost my taste for Captain Crunch. And yeah. Now I prefer, you know, I don't know, Weetabix. Praying Raisin, Praying raisin bra- Bran. 
Praying, 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 red man. And now I'm just like I, I have actively chosen a bowl of special K red berries, just some lightly sweetened yes. bran flakes. I 100 percent agree. Got the crunch. I want to taste the grain. It's too okay. I hate. I love geriatric cereals. I say this all the time because it's true. I love me some grape nuts. I love me some Weetabix, and I love me some special K because those it gives me the energy I need throughout the day without all the sh- <laughs> stuff. Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me the energy I need from the wheat and barley and the milled goodness. <laughs> Let me speak. I'm weird. Go ahead. And then the sugar, you know, it's just a crash. After you have a bowl of fruity pebbles, you just crash. Like, it's not the same. But I will say Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it kind of uh, goes through the lines. Like, it goes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's past that stuff. It's so good. Yeah. I, I still I still get down with some tricks and Fruit Loops. You like tricks? I still get down with that. Like, But as like a dessert. Like, it's a yeah. nice treat. It's a dessert. 100%. Like, what do, what do we have? We had the birthday cake from Fruit Loops the other day. Yeah, like, I enjoyed dr- uh, eating those birthday like cake poison. Fruit Loops a little bit. It tastes like poison in a good way. Okay. Belly Dalen says, my dinner is a farro, boiled brats, canned beans, mushrooms, cheese, and leftovers all in one <laughs> pot. Okay. Uh, do you want Is this an opinion? Do you want a medal? Like, I'm proud of you. I'm happy that your your meal is so diverse, but like, uh, pat's on the back. Faro is the thing that people should be eating more yeah, of. Yeah, people need to eat more faro. People need to eat more amaranth. People need to eat more quinoa. Because people can't. Quinoa. Because <laughs> people always talk about how, like, not people, not all people find rice difficult to cook. Many people seem Many to find do. rice difficult to cook. Mm-hmm. Farrow's a thing that, like, you almost can't overcook because it's got all that nice hull and chaff on it. And so, like, I literally just, like, toss some farro in the pot. The hole and chaff. That's the part. The difference between brown rice and white rice is that the brown rice still has the hole and yes, chaff yes, yes, yes. intact. I am And so aware. it makes it a sturdier grain. Uh, yeah, farro is, like, a grain that's really hard to screw up. But uh, n- not really an opinion. More just a dinner. But I'm proud of you. At kirajmp 4 breakfast food sucks. Only cereal and fruit taste good. I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're an egg hater. Yeah. Because for me, I'm such Big an egg, egg lover. Like, egg lover. I do. I love eggs. Oh, I love it. I could eat two eggs every day. I, could, I absolutely could do. But it, to me, it's not just a breakfast thing. Like, I love to eat eggs at any time of day. True. And so I, I understand if you're an egg hater or if you're someone who does not like processed meats, how you would not like the American conception of breakfast food. But I do agree that cereal and fruit taste good. I found myself craving more sweet things in the morning than I used to. I don't like fruit in the morning. I just don't like fruit. I need to eat more fruit. You know what my mom mm-hmm. does? I already told you she brings me a plate of fruit cut up whenever I'm, like, really stressed out and, like, sad. So like she started doing that again recently. <laughs> so I've been having a lot of fruits at home. Like, but like, it's Do you want to like, talk about it? No, not right now. Um, <laughs> she brings me like a plate of peaches and like some cut up cucumbers and stuff. She goes, "Here you go, eat." So like, I eat more fruits at night personally. That makes sense. I'm a morning fruit guy. Yeah, gets things moving. <laughs> okay, Fiona underscore Chug. Raisins are disgusting. No, they're not. Raisins are delicious. What are you talking about? Yeah, prunes are better, though. Here's the thing. Prune, I love prunes. Prunes, there is no more maligned food for young people. Prunes have been maligned. They have been pigeonholed to being only for making old people poop. But no, they are also for making young people's mouths happy because prunes are a fantastic dried fruit. It's just a dried plum. They need to get away from the word prune. I love you know? prunes. I, I think they're prunes. good. They're good for you. They're a secret ingredient in a lot of foods that I like to put in. Nice Jewish uh, an Ashkenaz braised brisket with prunes. I swear. Uh 
uh, apricots and prunes in your in your brisket. It'll mm. completely change the way that you enjoy food. Absolutely. I love it. But I, yeah, ra- ra- raisins are good too. <laughs> Someone oh, brought yeah, up raisins. Yeah. We're just like, I'm looking to talk about prunes. Let me <laughs> switch. Let me hit the switch because I want to yell about prunes right now. But no, dried fruit. What a lovely treat. I love. I think Americans need to enjoy more dried fruit. I we think do. They don't. We don't have a big dried fruit and nut, nut culture. My mom goes to me whenever we were younger. We didn't have candy bars, and then she pulls out a handful of nuts and seeds and dried fruit. She goes, "These." was my candy bar. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> what an immigrant parent thing to say. So funny. At Joe Anderson 707, green peppers belong on a Philly cheesesteak. <sighs> this caused a bit of controversy. Me too. I would like to apologize to the greater uh, Lehigh Valley <laughs> Tri-City area. That's Bethlehem, Allentown, and whatever the other city is. Because I, I, I made a claim that Allentown-style cheesesteaks have cream cheese on them. This is not true oh, at all. Oh, yeah, you hurt some people's feelings. I just, I, I just say, I do, I say things out loud that need to be fact-checked, and then no one fact-checks them, <laughs> and then it just goes there. But this is the thing. I remember my dad bringing up the phrase Allentown-style cheesesteak. He was an Allentown, Pennsylvania native, and I was like, what's different about an Allentown cheesesteak? And he's not a food person at all. He doesn't know anything. He just goes like, I think they put cream cheese on or something. Yeah. And I've, like, internalized that as a fact, sure. which is not true. But it turns out there is a Lehigh Valley-style cheesesteak where they put marinara sauce and pickles on it. So oh, I misspoke, yum. and several Lehigh Valley experts reached out to me. On the subject of green peppers on cheesesteaks, I said I don't feel they belong on there. I didn't say they were necessarily inauthentic. Because, like, most cheesesteak places will offer onions, mushrooms, and green peppers. But the, the mushrooms and the green peppers are kind of like to weed out the narcs. Mm. You know? It's like they're on the menu, but you don't get them. Oh, really? Not necessarily. Like, people can enjoy it however they want. I just prefer... The purity. Occasionally, I'll get a mushroom and white American steak. I think it's a really nice combo. I love green peppers in my cheese steaks. Oh my gosh! I've just had so many bad like diner cheese steaks, like a <sighs> like a Denny's cheese steak. You yeah. know, that's just like gross, kind of chopped up sirloin, and then I just like some raw green sometimes. peppers. No, that's good. I just love <laughs> the the vegetal like green pepper flavor with all that fatty fat McFatterson. Fatty fats McFatterson. <laughs> I'm from the McFatterson clan. <laughs> I think it, I, I enjoy the little pop of freshness. Yeah, it kind of cuts, cuts. But that's just me. For me, the cheesesteak is almost the perfect food that I don't want anything to cut it. I yeah. want to embrace just the fatty of the so beef, fatty. the silkiness of the cheese, and just that little bit of sweetness from the onions. Mm. Lisa Mogram, jam in diner packets is better than the same brand in the jar. I took Smuckers up on this. Okay, ah. this is so funny because this is the same concept as perfume samples. Whenever you try a perfume on in the sample, it stays like for so long. You smell it on your shirt. You're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I can't wait to try it. And then I go to the store and I buy the perfume and it's not the same. I think you're right. I think they make the samples of whatever they're making a little bit better so you buy it. And it's similar to the first time you try it with that sample. So I agree with you, Lisa Mogram. I like when you get the little Smucker's package at Denny's and it's it's like been sitting in the sun by a window uh-huh. seat and then they kind of sweat. It's good. And then you get jam sweat. Yeah, it's good. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> At Phil Ray, a non-prosciutto mozzarella and garlic mayo sandwich rules. Yeah, Phil, you want to come hang out? Yeah, it does. This sounds r- delicious. Yeah, like, you're... next level. Oh, yeah. No, you're a good person. Like, let's yeah, come to the kitchen, man. Yeah. Let's just make, make us some garlic non-sandwiches prosciutto <sighs> and mozz, man. Please do. 
God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. We gotta leave. I didn't. I did not eat breakfast. Yeah, no. I, well, I had a, I had my protein goo. Oh but, yeah, but you had to. Yeah, we should stop this stupid podcast so we can go eat some food. Let's go do it. And on that note, thank you for listening to a hot dog as a sandwich. We got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Enhendizade with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes hit us up on instagram at mythical kitchen see you next time let's go get a soda oh i'm so thirsty let's go get a cactus cooler sorry it's gross what did you eat uh what does it smell like i I ate pretzels i ate creatine and protein powder i ate a lot of yogurt i had some nut butter (laughs) i had some oats i don't i know what you mean though because it tastes like eggs when i burp but i ain't eating the eggs (laughs) oh my gosh um yeah yeah well i ate that whole thanksgiving dinner last night (laughs) and you know what are you gonna do